and hold. Technically, last week was in the new year, but uh, we're here to do our top 10 camp horror movies. Mm-hmm. And I'm Mindy, and that's Daniel. He forgot to introduce himself. But My name is Dan. Yes, we are doing our top 10 summer camp horror movies, which is probably a list that we should have done in summer. Yeah. But we decided not to, and we went the Freddy route, and then we were going to go into Jason and whatnot, but then we had to stop that because of the writer's strike. We felt really bad about the people being affected by it, so we went to more indie companies, and we went to more, like, unknown stuff rather than having, like, a blockbuster. Yeah. So, I mean, and it was hard. I mean, we did a couple of blockbusters, but they were from A24 Pictures. And they weren't part of the writer's strike. Yeah, they're kind of independent. And movie me was different. Well, and movies still came out. I mean, movies that were slated to come out still came out. No movies just could be worked on. And uh, and the ones that were about to come out, they were halted because they weren't just they weren't ready just yet. Yeah. So they were halted, like my beloved Chucky series. Yes. That only got four episodes this last year. And I gotta wait until May. Oh, by the way, Chucky season three part two is probably coming in May. And May, I gotta wait for the four other episodes. Just give me the episodes of Chucky. Give her the episodes of Chucky. Stop making me wait. The writer's strike, and I'm glad it took place. I mean, a lot of bad things came from it, like a hundred day Big Brother season that fucking pissed me off. It was one of the worst seasons of the show because uh, it doesn't it need to go that long. Really bad. Yeah, it was so bad. It doesn't need to go a hundred days. But uh. And they did a holiday special six episode thing, but uh, I, I didn't. Uh, I've enjoy- This is my favorite thing to talk about. Is camp slashers are probably my favorite subgenre, and you know what my favorite franchise is, and you know it's going to show up a few times on this list. But uh, th- these these are my favorite types of movies when it comes to horror because I like the dumb part of it. I like just putting kids in a camp, giving them some pot, and killing them. That's and, why he also really liked. I know what you did last summer because of like the campfire like scene like scene in the beginning, the beginning, yeah, and that whole big huge like urban legend thing. Like Daniel's always been really into camp and urban legend stories. Yeah, I and yeah, Friday's my favorite series, and, and I just like that whole like you. Know, I was infatuated with the quarry when that came out. Because now I have it in video game form, and I'm probably going to play it every year for the rest of my life. And uh, Blake Placid, but the first one at least you like. Yes, it, that's just my type of shit. I, I like 
I like the camp setting for well, even, whether you want to do counselors or you want to do teenagers or whatever you want to do, even when you have like certain like different scenarios, it doesn't matter. But the whole like uh, the camp horror to me, it works. And there's a reason it's a whole genre in its own. Because yeah. there's like 50 plus movies that we had that we could have went through. Absolutely, and I noticed this a lot when I was researching and whatnot. A lot of these movies were done in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, yeah, um, from like 222 on, they are starting to make a comeback. But from what I've seen, a lot of them are like 1980s and up. Yeah. And then when we got to the 90s, we kind of had like a halt. Yeah, there was a downswing because... And then he moved into more cabin movies, like Cabin Fever and stuff like that. Well, that's kind of when you went back to the in the 2000s. That's kind of going back to that. Yeah, but, I mean, I would see that more as a cabin movie, like a vacation yeah. gone wrong kind of movie, than a high, uh, like a summer camp movie. Yeah. I mean, because those kids are college age. And actually, if you did not know this, I'm about to drop a little bit of, little bit of knowledge on knowledge. you guys. Eli Roth. 2002 hit Camp Fever. When the girl is shaving her leg and she's peeling her skin off with the razor accidentally, that is based off a true fucking story of Mr. Roth. He had a huge-ass case of wingworms. Yes. And that motherfucker went to scratch his face and some of his skin fell off. Jesus. And he got rushed to the hospital. Yeah, that is actually a, a true story that I found very grotesque and disturbing, but I had to bring that up because, I mean, everyone thinks that it's grotesque and everyone thinks Kevin Fever is grotesque and disturbing and then that's all it is. But, I mean, a little bit of it was the sprinkling of truth there. Yeah. A little bit. A hundred percent. I. And, by the way, just to, like, kind of give a forewarning on my list, I definitely put cabin film yeah <laughs> I, I have a shit not a shit ton but at least a couple that's I, good though because we'll actually maybe have some differences in our list yeah and i i agree with you i guess it could be different but there's cabins in summer camp too you know i i put that all together as as much as i put a group of counselors you know all getting killed i put that just with those friends in college on vacation visiting their fucking rich buddies cabin and then shit goes wrong. I put that on. I would put it more at like the genre of like that Frozen movie that yeah. you watch where we were on like a, vaca- a weekend getaway or whatever to like a ski resort they get stuck up on the mountain. <sighs> yeah. But that might, I mean we're also, I mean, we're also talking like seven years difference here. Yeah, I, I think. mean, we are almost eight years apart. So yeah. there's going to be things that I like better. There's going to be things that you like better. We're always going to have different opinions. And that's what the show's about. A hundred percent. And I think it's just, when I think of the camp horror movie, the summer camp movie that we're doing, I think of a group of kids having fun and shit going wrong. That, that That's kind of where my mind goes. And to where, if it's a different setting, I don't have anything like they're at an Alaskan resort or anything. But, like, that that is kind of my criteria. Okay. But uh, if you're going straight, no, they have to be counselors or they have to be at a summer camp, then I, I get that too. And, and a lot of my list is that as well. 
But, like, we got to remember, like, half the Friday movies, it's not that. It is friends going to the cabin. or it's like, And Friday is a summer camp. Though, At you know? almost every single Friday the 13th, besides the first one and the remake, <laughs> were all done. At not camps, but at not summer camps, but either camp sites, yeah, or different locations. I agree, and this is perfect for my number ten pick because I have Cabin in the Woods. So, <laughs> so which I actually watched the other day, and it wasn't that movie. bad. It wasn't that bad. I got through it. I know. I know. It took me a while, guys. Way too we've long. We've been talking about it for like a year and a half now, but I finally did it. Finally watched it. Was it as hyped up as, as y'all said it was? Not really. I mean, I liked it. I liked it a lot. But whoa. I wouldn't say that it was like, whoa, it's groundbreaking. I wouldn't say anything like that. Chris Hemsworth, I'll always love your ass. Oh, yeah. So it's Beautiful okay ass. You, it's okay that you guys play the hormone-sized sexual one. I mean, fuck, you even needed hormones being pumped through the fucking forest so you could get it up. So, I mean. Yeah. And it's so good. But not well. Not only Chris Hemsworth's ass, but, uh, <laughs> but the thing is, and you, I, I will take your judgment of the movie. But also, if you would have seen it way, like way I many have years, heard on for it. if you would have seen it five years ago and you not known the ending, you would have fucking come on. You knew the twist, so it takes a little bit away from it. But if you don't know the twist and you don't know everything that goes into that movie, watching it, like Sharon didn't know, and I showed it to her fresh. And she right. was, like, in it the whole time, and you kind of got it your mind good. It was a good movie. If you go in it without knowing any of that, I think even I had an inkling when I first saw the movie. And That's I saw it around the, the time it came out. Top ten list. I'm actually going to drop a spoiler alert here because I feel like every top ten list should have a spoiler alert warning. Yeah. No matter if you're doing it like on something early, on something old, because out of those ten or for us twenty movies, someone's going to go, "Oh, that sounds like a really cool title," and then we're just going to ruin it for them. Yes, and this is a twist that makes the movie too. Yeah. And you kind of need to experience it fresh because it happens halfway and then sets the tone. You need, you kind of need that to really enjoy it. I can go back and watch it and still think it's a good movie. But not knowing, the the beauty of not knowing is lost on so many people now. Everyone needs their dirt sheets and shit. But surprises are so much fun. Everybody That's why them. I hate watching trailers. <clears throat> yeah, those that about me. Like, yeah. I hate watching trailers. I watch previews at the movies. Very probably, but I will. But when it comes to, tra- when it comes to movie trailers, like that, normally I skip it. As yeah. fast as I can. I, I can't take that shit. Because half the fucking movie is in the fucking trailer. They show you either half the movie or they show you the good parts. Yeah. They do. For, and for horror, that's so That's the worst. Because sometimes that's the like best ten scares in the movie. And exactly. All in the trailer. Yeah, no, I'm with you. But to me, Cabin in the Woods is one of the best meta horror products in the modern age that I've seen uh, as far as like, besides like, of course, scream and shit, the, what that movie was able to do and with the tropes. And I understand everybody not liking Josh Whedon anymore. Not really a fan of myself, but. Oh, come on. You got to give the man credit or credit due here. Well, this, this is amazing. And Buffy, you gave me Buffy. So I'll fucking whatever. Charmed. Angel. You gave me Buffy. 
<laughs> I like those two things too, but not nearly as much as Buffy. That's true. He's yeah. he's really like Buffy, and don't That's think a great don't think that it's just the fact that he likes Buffy because she's hot. Yes, she is, but he actually likes Buffy not for Buffy, not for Angel, not for Don, yeah. but for Spike. Yeah, that was my that's my he pick. Loves Spike. I'm always the wrong one in the love triangle too. Like I like Jacob. I'm I'm always wrong. I'm always like the one that's never gonna he get the pussy. The one, he's always the one. He's always the one that likes the friend zone. <laughs> yeah, the one that fucking takes the L every time is my pick. Spike that's was true, the man. You even like Randy and Scream. <laughs> I did like Randy and Scream too. And, and to be fair, I liked uh, Spike. I never saw the fucking rape episode as a kid. That shit's crazy. I kept no, you from that. Yeah, I, I never even knew that. that. I really, like found that out in adulthood when I went I back. Didn't let you watch and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I Spike like was kind of ass. But, uh, no. Uh, I didn't feel like it was appropriate for me. But Josh Weed uh, definitely has came to some uh, harsh shit nowadays. Everyone likes to shit on the guy. But, uh,. Creativity-wise, this is a very big peak for him. This yeah. movie, he did a very good job. Absolutely. All right, what's your number 10, Mindy? My number 10 is going to be a movie that I just found out existed today. It's called, it's called Stage Fright. And I know what you're thinking, okay? But it's a musical theater summer camp-themed slasher. Yes. They do a whole music number on somebody getting beheaded. Come on now. Come on now. I mean, yes, that is that is campy camp summer camp goals here. I mean, yeah, I didn't really like the ending. I could have dealt with some of the musical numbers, like why did he step on my hand? I, I could have dealt with some of the other stuff. But, I mean, for what it gave me, it gave me a fun little ride. It was about 90 minutes long. Didn't go too long, yeah. which I really appreciated. I mean, could it have been better? Absolutely. Was it okay? Yeah. So that's why it's getting my 10 spot. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to check that one out. Uh, my number nine, I'm going to go with the first of three Friday movies I have on this list. And, uh, Three? yeah, it's the ultimate fucking camp movie. What do you think? We have Sleepaway Camp 5? The fuck out of here. There wasn't a part five of Sleepaway Camp, but okay, go ahead. Exactly. And if there was, it might have made the list. No. <laughs> they never had a fourth one. <laughs> they should have had a fourth one. <laughs> they right, should have had a fourth one. Sleepaway Camp 2. No. Friday the 13th, too. No, Sleepaway Camp 2. Ah. Uh-huh. Oh, that's what you're doing? That is on my list, yeah. That was the next one on my list, but since we're talking about sleepaway camp, because that's the one when she's like, it's years later, she's yeah, a so counselor, and she's killing every. Oh, you mean, yeah, sleepaway two, when she's killing everybody. And she's like psycho and everybody knows it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that movie, I watched that's that. That's my nine spot. Okay. I watched that movie this past year, and uh, just a fun time. It's way better than the first one. Especially because I'm not a fan of seeing, you know, a fucking, the girl fucking with her dick hanging out at the end of the movie. It's fucking gross. I don't want to see that shit. 
So it was it was nice. Well, I told Danielle, I was like, if you really want something campy and comedic, like go and check out the other movies that are a part of the franchise. Yeah, it was very. It was such. It's riddled with such dark humor. She's like a really good like. I don't know what the fuck. Yeah. She was the lead of the movie, you know, and she's killing all these people. And but like the one-liners, but you can't help but laugh at her and give her a little chuckle. Yeah, because it's like these people are being assholes and and just worried about fucking and drinking and stuff. And she's trying to keep them in line. They don't want to listen, so she's killing. Yeah, like she cuts the one girl's tongue out because she's like, "I told you to stop talking. Shut up. Let's go." And the chick wouldn't stop talking, so Angela backhanded her with a fucking rock, knocked her ass out, and cut out her dunk. Exactly. And was like, my aunt said that if you can't say good things, then you shouldn't be able to say anything at all. And it's like, oh, okay, that's not what I was told. I was told you shouldn't say anything at all, but okay. No. Because Angela is a little cuckoo. She is. She's very cool. But she's also a boy who was made into a girl for her aunt's pleasantry. Yeah, and then she just started rocking as a girl. And by the way, that actress, you know, she's all woman. Paula Springsteen. Oh yeah. She's all woman. She didn't look like she was packing heat. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> Neither did the little one, Felicia Rose, who did the first one. Well, you saw it at the end. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it was, you knew it was a strap on. <laughs> she was 13 and had a full thing of pubic hair. Pubic hair, come on. 13 year olds do not have a whole head of hair down there. Let's move on. So, my number nine. No, but this is a really good, this was a really good uh, play on. It's something different. It's the killers right there among us. It's the lead of the movie. We're following the killer, and we're just watching the mayhem that she ensues. It's the most different movie on my list. And to me, it to have a and summer camp list. And you're watching her be around everybody too. Yeah, and mingle with and like it's just a very different movie, and it's unique. And to be unique in this genre is the most hardest thing in the world. We talk about it in horror all the time, but this is the most tropey fucking subgenre in horror. Yeah. Camp horror is the most tropey of all of them. Yeah, absolutely. And like, and we're not going out there saying that this is like the best movie ever. No, it's just very different. It's a good trilogy. It's, it's a, a good, good really trilogy. Good trilogy. But this Sleepaway Camp Two, in its own right, as its own installment, is something completely different than any other movie on my list or your list, and that says something. Yeah, know? I'll give that to you. Uh, Definitely. All right, what's your number nine? My number nine is Madman. Oh. Yeah, I'm going back to the eighties. Go to the eighties. Yeah, I'm going to the eighties. I like I really, really, really like this camp film. Not as much as my number two because it's so similar. But I really, really enjoy the urban legend slasher serial killer aspect of it. Daniel's like I gotta look it up because now you're pulling out shit. <laughs> now you're pulling out shit out the woodwork, man. You're pulling shit up. No, um, it was it was an 80s film, and it was just very well done. Yes. It was a very well done, well thought out slasher movie. I mean, there wasn't one time where I thought the killer should be somebody else than who it was. Yeah. So, that, that's what I had to say on that, really. I mean, I didn't have much to go off from it, because, I mean, I watched it, like, when it first came 
and not when it first came out. I was, wasn't even born yet, but yeah. I watched it like 10 years ago. So, uh, and we were supposed to do something else tonight. So, like, <laughs> I kind of had to pull this one out of the butt here. But it, honestly, if you have a chance to check it out, it's a good check movie. It out. It's a good movie. I think you did a good job. Baby. It's on. It's on Tubi. Check it out. You might like it. It's on Tubi. Oh, my shit's on TV. Oh, your shit's on Tubi. It's so everyone can have it for free, though, is what it is. It's smart. It, it, that's the way to do it, and that's the best way because anybody can watch it. You don't have to get Peacock to fucking keep along with us, which I'm sorry, if they, but, you know, don't hate the play. I hate the game. But but Tubi, it, it, doing our movies on Tubi, it, is, it's always fun because everybody can always get along. Oh, shit. All right, number eight or seven? You are on number eight, my friend. All right. My number eight now, finally, is my one of three of my Friday the 13th movies that I'm putting in here. And I'm going to go with the classic part two. Mm. Uh, that's not Higgins Haven, though, right? No, that's part three. Okay, that's the other one I like. Okay. Part two is Ginny and... Paul. And, oh, that's Jenny and Paul. That's my love. That's, those are my lovebirds that I like. Yes, and she's like the smart, to me, still top three final girl of all time. She's like the girl next door. She's like a Nancy. A hundred percent. She To me, she's number three behind uh, number four. Behind uh, Lori Strode, Cindy, Nancy, and then her. Yeah. And if I were to do an official ranking. But she is so underrated. The whole psychology degree and then it coming up later when she does the, the wig deal to act like his mom to beat him. Oh, my God. That's man. her. Yeah. What a good job. Look, she so also good. put on the sweater, too. And that yeah. had to be musty. Exactly. It had to be disgusting. She was covered in blood. So for her to fucking down that outfit on and then pretend like it was like she was his mom, like. Good her. job, man. Like, hats off to you. So good. You know, and Paul died. We never see it on camera, but it's implied. And Poor the director Paul. said later, Paul died. And, uh, Paul died. Paul died. I still feel bad for Paul. Because if any son of a bitch should have made it, it should have been him. It should have. He was, he's been, he was the best boyfriend on all the boyfriends in the series. Paul yeah. was the fucking man. I mean, Jason is known for taking out the boyfriend. Yeah. Because that normally is what gives the final girl that little bit of oomph. Yeah. To, to get there. But I I really think that they should have kept Paul there. I really think Paul should have been like a Dewey kind of thing. They should have. At the last second, I they agree. found out he was alive. Yeah, and they basically did that by not putting his death in the movie. Because you, you never see him die. There's been still the images from deleted scenes where that shows that Paul is very much dead. But you don't really see it on screen. And it, I'm sorry, but if you can bring back Kirby from Scrape 4, you can bring back Paul. Let's yeah. get real. Because I watched Kirby fucking take her left foot on screen. I'm so sick and tired of that bullshit. She died. She died. She was dead. She even said, I died. Yeah. Saved me. Yeah, but they gave her the twitch on purpose. And you'll, you'll, even if if you go and watch the commentary, and you have the DVD, if you put in the commentary track with Wes Craven, you'll hear him telling you that we I put know, the Twitch in. I know, because he wasn't sure whether or not he wanted to get rid of her. He wanted to see what audience were going to think about her, like they did with David Arquette. Exactly. And honestly, 
Kirby might be the only person in the next Scream movie, so you might as well keep her around. No, they still got Gale. They still got Gale. They still got Gale. Courtney Cox has not said no yet. And right now, Courtney Cox is all over, all fucking over the news. She being blacklisted like no other. So the Why? fact that she still Does has she her name it? on oh. this deal yeah. is full. She's got to be fucking praying on her hands and knees that this movie works out. Well, it's going to work out. Because if she doesn't, no career. Oh, I mean. She doesn't, that's it. It's over. Done. I think Courtney Cox can be over right now and wipe her ass with fucking $100 bills for the rest of her life. But if not, then she's terrible money management. If she isn't made with the friends bag in the fucking Scream franchise. Yeah, but they can't even do a friends reunion because she's such an asshole that no one will be in the same room with her. They did one. They won't do. Was she was she there? Yeah. Yeah. Then they probably paid everyone a lot of money because <laughs> this was said for years that no one would have a reunion with her. I thought she was there. Maybe she wasn't. Because everyone hated her ass. I uh. They thought Jennifer Aniston was a sweet girl next door and Courtney Cox is a bitch. Jesus. Well, I don't know her personally, but it'd be crazy if, since you lost all your stars in this movie, that it turns into a Gail Kirby buddy cop movie. And then, like, chase really down the next girl's I, like, I would like Kirby to be a buddy cop with, like, Mindy. Yeah. Because, okay. yeah. I'm sorry, Kirby and Mindy kind of gave a little bit of a smile to my face because Daniel was also watching me watch it. So while we're in the theater, Daniel hears me go, can't even be original. And it's like, Daniel's like, oh my God, she's like another one of them. Yeah, no, they, yeah, they had instant chemistry. That one scene that it was like, all right, I want to see more of this. Yeah, it was good. It was a good scene. Uh, But yeah, part two is a classic. And it's the first appearance of Jason. Yeah, he looks like a big old with the bag over his head and not the hockey mask. Uh, How does he breathe? He cut holes through it. He's got a mouth hole and two eye holes. He does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can see his eyes in it. But, okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess they did a couple of POV shots in his eyes. Yeah. I think they did, yeah. So that is my number eight. What is your number eight, man? My number eight is the entire Friday the 13th franchise. What? All right, you take, I got to charge this in. I decided to do the entire Friday the 13th franchise, which Daniel's not proud of. But if I went ahead and I included every Friday the 13th that was out there, I would have been out of room. I mean, there's the only series out there that has more in it than Friday the 13th is the Anime Before series. Because that shit's going on, like, nine. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, shit. My bad. Well, no. Friday the 13th is going on, like, nine or 12 or something like that. Um, Animable Horror, I got that wrong. It's, it's going more on, like, 19. <laughs> it is, yeah, though. Remember? No. Like, I looked all that shit up, and it's like, oh, the awakening, the possession, yeah, yeah, the, yeah, no, the you're scarecrow, right. what the fuck? But Michael's got to be getting up there, man. He's how many fucking no, reboots? No, Friday the 13th, not not Michael, not Halloween. I know, but I'm saying like Halloween should should be up there with it, right? But it's not a camp movie. Oh, you're talking camp movie only. Yeah, it's okay. not a summer camp movie. No, I yeah, I don't mean on the list, but I mean oh, I have in general, franchise yeah. installments. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He's in the mix. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't see Michael that intimidating. I mean, I'm one of the latter that'll say that I kind of enjoyed the first, just the first um, one that Rob Zombie did. Yes. Just, just the first one. I didn't, I didn't like the second one. Daniel was about nine. He watched it with me a couple of times. He did not like it as well. He was not a fan of it. Yeah, and most of sucks. it, and most of it was because we didn't. Talk, they made it so artsy farsy, as you didn't know what was going on. Yeah, the second one's an acid trip. The yeah. second one's like, oh, Rob Zombie's on drugs. The first one is a. It's certainly well story. Yes, it's a well thought out. It, you can tell he put his heart into his version of Michael. And the little boy, oh my God, he just some shivers on my spine. Like every time I rewatch it, yeah, you see this little boy because he's such like an angel like face. Yeah. And you wouldn't even see, like, the devil behind the eyes of Gloomus says. The only time I see it come out is when they have the little boy hurt somebody. Then you see that demon in him. Yeah. But before that, like, he could have been a real sociopath. Like, he really could have gotten away with everything. He was, he was really good for, for little Pike. He did a really good job. Yeah. So I gotta say, I mean, that is probably one of my favorite Halloween. Uh, but I've literally sat through every single one of them. So. But yeah, you so you got Friday at number eight. Yes, the okay. whole entire franchise. Okay. He's gonna kill me. I might not be able. I mean, it's not great, but it's number eight. At least I had it on here, Russ. I mean, it's so like when you think of this though. I made the list. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right, my number seven. I have something that I... That I'm going to be just off at? You might be. Oh, no. You might be mad at me. That's okay. I'll forgive you. I have Fear Street Part 2, 1978. Is it on your list? <laughs> I knew I was going to be... Exactly. Motherfucker. It was next up. Same number. Seven. Yeah, sleep away. Same number. I told you guys, this is why we don't do top ten lists because both of us are so similar to each other that we end up with the same fucking shit. Yeah. But that's good because now we can move on to six when it's back to my turn. But Daniel, what did you think is Fred is not Fred is thirteen. Straight part, part two. two. When you show like when this uh trilogy. Yeah, when this trilogy came out and it all released at the same time, and you showed me it, and it was it was hot. People were into it. I th- I was blown away. I thought the whole trilogy was very good, but I did think that part three kind of fucking went downhill a little bit. With the, oh, you don't like old timey part three? I'm I like that one. Well, yeah, you're, you're a Salem. Old timer though. I I am in like certain different genres. Yeah, it's got to be the right content. As far as, I don't like the whole Crucible. I did the play the Crucible. And, and the whole fucking, this dude cheating on his wife shit. I don't give a fuck about that bullshit. And the whole John Proctor shit. I don't give a fuck about But uh, Fear Street Part 1 was like everything that was good about 90s horror. And like, it was really fun. It was a great slasher. Part two was like everything you love about camp movies. It was like a love letter to it in the one movie, and it tied into the first and one. And that soundtrack was so good. It I'm was sorry. so good. That 
That summer camp soundtrack was so fucking good. The only reason this isn't higher on the list for me is you cannot watch this one without watching the other two because it Same. won't make as much sense. Same. That is my only critique on it, which I don't mind. I love franchises. I love shared universe. That, that shit's always been my shit. But it does knock it a little bit when I can't just watch this one product and understand the whole thing. Yeah. Because you'll, you won't get it with the sheriff. You yeah. need the sheriff connection with the little boy as the little boy. Sh- you need that shit for the movie to make sense. Yeah, and the thing with the two sisters, you need that whole yeah. run around, and then they find out who, what sister they're actually talking to, yeah. which one's actually dead. You kind of need that whole meat and potatoes of that story. 100%. You need to go from the first one to the second one. Yeah. And uh, so if you don't do that, you'll be confused. And that's my only knock. Besides that, I think it's perfect. I think everything about it's good. I like the possession part of it. I like everything about the – it's a really good camp slasher with a, with a nice Netflix budget. It's a good movie. Yeah, it really, it really is. It really is a very good movie. If you guys have never seen it, go ahead and check it out. I mean, um, Arl Stein was known for this series called Fear Straight too, because some of you are probably wondering, like, where have I heard Fear Straight before? It did come from Arl Stein. He also did Goosebumps. And Fear Straight was to be a little bit scarier than Goosebumps. 100%. So that's why this movie takes it a little farther than other ones normally would, because this wasn't exactly made for adults. It was made more so for teenagers. 100%. Or at least the story was. I agree. Yeah. So now we'll roll on to my sixth one because Daniel took the sixth. Stole it. <laughs> um, that is going to be Sleepaway Camp, the entire franchise. So kiss my ass. <laughs> okay? And do every single one, one by one. I did the whole franchise of Sleepaway Camp because in a whole, it's just so funny. But it's better than Friday the 13th. That's six and Friday's eight. I'm not that <laughs> fully invested in Friday the 13th the way that I am with Angela in Sleepaway Camp. I watched Sleepaway Camp first, and I'm a fan of the whole comedic thing that Angela has going for her. If Jason actually made a sound besides the whole... But this, it's... Like, I would be fine with him. It sounds like you want him to go woke and slap a vagina at him. No, I just want him to <laughs> fucking say something. Because if we slap a pussy on Jason, maybe that'll make it... Because that's why you like Angela. Angela is a transvestite. And there's nothing wrong with that. No. But, but maybe that's what Jason needs in the new millennium. If they do it, dude, that would take some balls. Or not Lack balls. Of. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, All right, so guys, anybody want to make a Jason... Uh, LGBTQ plus A plus B whatever. Go ahead and hit Daniel up because he's got a he's got a couple of, <laughs> he's got a couple of words of advice for you at least. Yeah, we could we could get Jason going. Which this podcast we stand with the community. We love everybody. Yeah, we but, really uh, do. We're not picking on anyone. No, no, we're no, no. honestly just picking at each other and yeah. more so what we're doing. Uh, what was your number six, Daniel? We can just slide by sleep like. <laughs> Because I know you don't really like it that much. It's okay. a good, it's an inter- especially on its own as a trilogy, it's very interesting. And her story, Angela's story is interesting. 
Mm-hmm. It's not my story. It's not for me, but I like it. Yeah. I like it fine. I, I mean, the first one, horrendously overacted. Yes. The first one was, was bad, especially with the aunt. The aunt was so horrendously acted that I thought it was a joke. <laughs> you thought it was a joke? Yeah. Yeah. Because she's like, Ricky, hand it on. It's like, what the hell <clears throat> campiness for the movie I like think that it was that done was, on purpose exactly I think it was done on purpose but the actress did a really good job of making me want to punch her in the face yeah gotcha I mean I do think it was purposely in there for a reason oh 100% but I do she does a good job of making me want to yeah the director was definitely like uh we need it to be believable that you know you're a crazy bitch so just be crazy for a little bit yeah and she what she did uh, my number six, yep. this is another one that you're probably going to kill me for. <laughs> I got the final girls. I, I don't know if it's on your list, but it is, but it's in a different spot. So it's okay. Okay. It's a very, it's meta. You actually watched it? I watched it. Okay. It's summertime meta fun. Uh, Adam Devine's a lovely human being and actor. And the yeah, okay. the little guy. Buster. Buster's the fucking man. And uh, yeah, it's a fun movie. I like it. I'll probably save it for when it's higher on your I list. I also have Nina Dubrov from yes. Degrassi in there. The girl that does Friend with Flash. They got they got a few good ones. If you like this genre, that's one to check out. Absolutely. All right, Mindy, number five. My number five, Daniel's probably going to hate me for this because this is probably his number one because this is one of his favorite movies. She Came from the Woods. Yeah, that's on my list, It's a movie that came out about two years ago. You motherfucker. And Daniel, Daniel turns me on. And it's kind of a mix between a urban legend and a bloody mare. Go ahead, Daniel. Go ahead. Tell, tell the people what it's actually about because you know more than I do. Uh... Yeah, it, it is. It is like that. It's a witch, It's kind of a witch movie. It's a possession movie, but it's also it's a summer camp slasher, or this like witch comes out and fucks with everybody, and uh, she possesses the kids to get them to start killing the counselors. And it's a really fun low budget time. Uh, this is like my favorite independent horror movie of all time. Maybe I fucking love this thing. I I can watch it like that. That's one that'll be in my rotation every Halloween or every summer or something. Uh, it's a fun one to put at night, have a beer, and watch. I, I, everything about this movie is good. Yeah. I, it, it should suck, and there is moments in it that's like, eh. But it's, everything about it is just fun and cute, and it so much works put in. It makes you appreciate independent movies. And, uh, yeah, I, I there's, like, twists. There's, like, little turns. There's, like, people that you think are going to live don't live, and vice versa with people that die. It's Decent gore. Decent gore. Really good kills. Fucking, for not having Warner Brothers money. Very good plot. Really good kills. Yeah, great plot. So, it was my number five, too, so. Yeah, I really did. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it was, it was good. 
It was really good. Fantastic. I movie. mean, had me shocked from one of the counselors. His name is Danny. He kind of got friend zoned. And because of that, they had already did the whole, like, basically what they did was they summoned the witch because they're dumbasses. They're dumbass teenage kids. They yep. just got rid of their kids for the summer. It's their last night together. So they decided to do this whole, like, bringing back this witch named Agatha thing. And no one's ever successfully been able to do it because no one's ever thought about a blood sacrifice. Well, the youngest in the family line, he thinks of it. Because even though they all call him, call him a dumbass, I would say he's pretty damn smart because he summoned a demon. Yeah. But he he gets it right with the finger poking and all and the bloodletting and stuff. And, like, they completely take out his mother's eardrum with a phone, which is so, so well done. I really liked the bet they did, that they did that. And they focused on that. I also like the way that the kids kind of ran out of the bus to the cornfield, to the woods. And I, I liked it. I liked the way that everything paired up together. Dylan, you're an asshole. But oh, 100%. you were really... Whoever played Dylan, good job. Absolutely good job. Because I don't know if you were gay. I don't know if you were, <laughs> were straight. I don't know if you were nice. If you were a bully. If you were a jackass. I don't know any of that. Because you were all of it at the same time. Like, everything you could have been, you were. Yeah, no. He, perfect villain, right down to the mullet. Kind of what made me got my mullet last year. So, good job, Dylan. You inspired me. He also kind of reminds me of James Masters. Oh, but. yeah, a little bit. Like a fucking trailer version of him, but yeah. Uh, no, Dylan was a great villain. And movie fucking... The movie fucked. It was really good. It was really As good. As the kids say, the movie fucked. All right. Number four? Yes. Three. Number four is, for me, it's Bloody Summer Camp. Bloody Summer Camp? Yep. It came out in 2015. Um, it's very much slow, more of a sleeper. Um, hopefully, it'll get a following in the next couple of years. But it was kind of one that came out with Tubi and just no one ever capitalized off of it. I don't know. Like, people didn't think it was that good. I thought it was really good. But I also, I have a completely different palette for these movies than other people do. Yeah. So, but yeah, definitely Bloody Summer Camp. Check it out. That's also on Tubi. And I believe that one's from uh, 2015, I believe. Daniel, what is your number four? Friday the 13th, (laughs) part six. Uh, This is my favorite movie in the franchise, but it's not my favorite camp movie, if that makes sense in the franchise. There is one that beats it. Uh, It doesn't really make sense, but my logic. Because this movie isn't really camp at all. <laughs> Tommy's on every street, at every roadway, at a graveyard. They don't spend too much time at Crystal Lake, but they spend a little bit, so I'm counting it. All I'm saying it against it is 
superhero movie of the Friday the 13th. Like, this is the action movie. This is, like, the one that had all the budget. This is the fun one. Uh, so, if you're not really a fan of those movies, but you want something cool, like, I recommend this. Okay. But, uh, all right, number three. My number three is Cheerleading Camp. Yes. Which was originally supposed to be Bloody Pom Pom, which I found that out today. And I think that's so amazing. That's actually like the first thing I told my aunt Daniel. <laughs> you were so we were excited. Like all together. I was so psyched. Because I was like, would you guys rather see cheerleading camp or bloody pom-poms? And they're like, yeah, bloody pom-poms. Yeah. Like, it, it just would have given the movie just a lot more depth. A shit ton more depth. I mean, and I know for a fact Daniel even likes this movie a lot. Yeah. Um, I love this movie. I think that it has everything. Honestly, that I want in a camp film. That twist, you can't beat that twist. I really, I really like that twist. Oh, yeah. I really thought that was great. Um, that fat guy that was in it, he was so funny. He was. He was so funny. I gotta eat every time they answer my blood sugar. <laughs> like, he did, he was like the typical, like, fat guy that you wanted to make fun of, but he was really lovable, too. So you couldn't really make fun of him too much. That's true. So, I mean, the other characters, they were just kind of there. But, and all in all, I think it was a good movie. I would agree. My number three, and I don't really have a two, so this is my next one, and then I'll do my number one. Mm-hmm. They, Them, with Kevin I've Bacon. I've been hearing about that, and I, didn't, I haven't seen it yet. How is it? I saw it a couple months ago. It's fantastic. I'm not going to comment much about like the satire, the views uh, in the movie and stuff. It's a really fun take on all this shit nowadays. Uh, no matter how you, what your cup of tea is, I think anybody would be entertained by it. It's hilarious. Kevin Bacon's the man, and it's a really good movie. Kevin Bacon. All right, what's your number two? Or yeah, number yeah, two. number two. My number two is The Burning, which is a lot like Madman. But The Burning is actually based on the true life urban legend of man that is called, I um, don't remember his first name, but his last name is Crossley. And uh, they even touched bases with him in Full House. They even said that Crossley was a maniac killer. And basically that's what the urban legend is about. But you find out so many other things. It's such a complex summer camp movie. 
like it's got a lot of different layers in it. It's got that red herring. Yeah. Like it does a wonderful, wonderful job. Uh, What's your number one? My number one, my favorite camp horror movie of all time might also be my favorite horror movie of all time. I have Friday the 13th part four, the final chapter, because this is arguably the best horror movie to ever be made. This has everything that you want in a horror movie. It's got good kills. It's got entertainment. It's got, you have a really likable child protagonist. Feldman in his fucking prime, baby. You didn't need Corey. You have a hard-on for Feldman. Dude, he's the two Corys? There's one of the Corys. He's a lost boy, baby. And he was killing it. I don't know he is. He's the fucking man around this time. And he was... And he's your lead. He's Tommy Jarvis. His sister, Trish, is hot as fuck. And she protects him and she's a good sister you have a that child does more protecting of anybody in that whole fucking film bull fucking shit that kid fixed their fucking car the electricity went out and it was oh tommy can you fix the electricity he's seven <laughs> tommy's the man do shit for yourself well you know go ahead go she's ahead. a classic she woman how independent he is he's independent but also, this movie has everything. It's got probably the perfect cast, the perfect characters of any Friday movie. Because you have the family, you have the brother and sister. So you have a family element. You have the mom who gets offed. You have uh, Rob who's looking for his sister who died in a previous movie to build some continuity in this thing. And, you got to remember that he's bear hunting is what he tells everybody. Yeah, he's bear hunting, but he's looking for Jay. And... Even though when he dies, wasn't he like, I'm dying, or he's stabbing me, he's stabbing me. That is the worst last sentence of all time. I think that's what he said. It might be something else, but it was something obvious like that. Like, oh, he's fucking, but Rob was badass, and he was like a really cool character. Then you had uh, fucking Back to the Future dad. You had fucking my boy. Uh, Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover. And his shitty dance moves. And he was, and him and his journey, if you just watch that movie for Crispin Glover and his adventure trying to get pussy that night, that is worth the movie. And then he finally gets pussy, he goes to crack wide to celebrate, and he gets fucking corkscrewed. Right in the corpse girl, Jason's like, bam, right in your, your hand. And then he got fucked up. And that that is worth it alone. But you got a, you got a smoking hot twins, one of them's a home wrecker. You got... Fun kids and smoking and drinking and dying and. I really thought Crispin Glover was gonna kick himself in the face when I first watched that dance. <laughs> well, and the fun thing about that is you think he might be the main character yeah. because it follows him a lot and his mm-hmm. buddy calling him a dead fuck, and you think that he might like, but no, he gets fucked up bad. Yeah. But no, this and even the twist at the even though it's not everybody's favorite, but uh, Tommy like kind of becoming a bit of a serial killer in his own right on it by killing Jason and looking psycho. It's not as bad as when they do it in the next movie, but uh, I loved it. It's my favorite movie. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. It's, it's a really good movie. What's your honestly. number one? My number one is The Final Girl. I love this fucking movie. I don't know why I love this movie so much, but I do. I think it's because it's got a mix 
of people that I grew up watching and then it's a mix of people that Daniel grew up watching. So I think that that's what makes it a little bit different. Yeah. I think that's also why we both like it. Um, I also, I really, really like Nina Dubrov and she's being a bitch. She makes a great bitch. I mean, she makes she makes an easy, she makes a real good nice person too, but she makes an awesome bitch. Incredible bitch. So I mean, she 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 really 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 nice and down for me. Um, there is also the girl from Friendle Quest in it. I mean, yeah, she was kind of why everyone was there and whatnot, but she was I don't know why I don't know. How exactly? But I find myself not really digging her. I don't know if Daniel agrees with me or not, but I don't really dig. I don't really dig her that much. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan. Yeah, I mean she's a nice girl, but nothing special. It, exactly, she didn't bring anything special to the table for me. I mean, I was more so seeing what was going to happen with her mom. Than her. So, but I did enjoy it, and I do think that the stepbrother deserves an award. Yeah. Because he's just so unwelcome all the time, but he just shows up. Like, he totally understands that no one likes him. But he's just there. But he still just comes, he's still just there. Like everyone's like, why? Like even his stepsisters like, why are you here? And he's like, because I invited myself. Why are you here? And she's like, because I was actually invited, you idiot. Yeah. And he's like, oh well, sucks to be you, I guess. And it's like, um, no, that's not the way it works. But okay. And that is not the way it works. But all right. All right. And I just, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I really, 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 really like the kids from Pitch Perfect that Daniel also really likes. Adam Devine. Adam Devine. I think he is so funny. And I think the fact that he decides to go with Paula to get the fuck out of town. Yeah, so good. I just think that was so good. And it was so him, too. Yeah. And not even the character, but the actor himself that was just. That's the way he plays things. He's very douchebaggy. Yeah, and he's he. I've like seen him in interviews and stuff. That dude's a man. Yeah. But, Apparently, uh, he's not a douchebag. <clears throat> no, he's not. He seems like a really cool guy. But uh, all right, Mindy, that's our top ten camp horror movies for the Stabcast. Right. Okay, well, more like a top twenty. Yeah. But <laughs> we only had a couple similar ones. Yeah, this time was. I'm actually pleasantly surprised by us. Because normally it's like every other one. Yeah. But yeah, uh, this was this was fun. I like doing this. We should start coming up with different genres to do top ten. We will. Off of. Hootie who? I guess. Hootie who? <laughs> we'll see everybody next time. Keep checking out the Stabcast on TikTok, and uh, we'll be back. All right. Bye guys. Ability. The milkman, the paper boy, evening TV. Did I get?
can live it here. Somebody tell me, please. Don't worry. 